This one's going to be titled, Homie, I'm Professional. Shout out to Lil Dicky. You want to know why I really started this blog? When I recognized that you could be one of the best doctors in the United States and the uneducated, selfish opinion of a spray tan narcissist would render all of that education, power, and years of cultivated intellect completely fucking useless. So, what are we going to talk about today? Professionalism in the workforce. Or, how I like to call it, the differences in societal expectations for a female's private life compared to that of her male co-workers. Fuck it, let's jump in. Please don't start talking about the patriarchy. Oh, but guess what? I am. Acknowledging the undertones of our own patriarchal society means acknowledging the traditional gender roles that are almost universally similar all over the world at varying stages throughout history. From hunter-gatherer societies to modern-day civilization, men worked the manual labor, having stronger physical builds, more calloused hands, and really embracing that like burly warrior, you know, save me kind stranger (laughs) mentality that I am honestly still really annoyingly attracted to and why one of my recent bumble matches extended that to my being attracted to army and marine branches over navy or air force sorry guilty as charged whereas women were the child care providers the gatherers they were more passive and ultimately weak as an aside we all know that men were the little bitch babies who rebranded women as weak, even though a significantly high proportion of women wake up in a pool of their own blood several days of the month, are capable of growing an entire human being inside of them, and then either push said baby out through a hole in between their legs, or... They get it sawed out of them, moving skin, intestines, muscles to the side, and then repositioning it all back into place and stitching them back up like nothing fucking happened. Anyways, with the Industrial Revolution and moving away from agricultural roles, more and more men entered the workforce in factories or office jobs, and women still stayed at home with the kids. Coupled with years of war after war, because a bunch of men across a variety of countries who had thousands of acres yet demanded more power and sailed across oceans because men are ultimately selfish fucks and think they must know all and enact a best way of life over people instead of just minding their own fucking business and Rosie the Riveter propaganda, women diverged from their traditional gender roles, traded their corsets and hoop skirts for pants, and realized they did not, in fact, need to solely rely on someone else for their health and livelihood. Now, I will acknowledge there is some comfort in the fact that I can probably exist solely on my looks, like willingly permitting myself to be a baby machine and collecting enough child support to fund my preferred lifestyle for at least 18 years. My dream, however, is for someone to just pay me to exist with no sexual or birth obligations. You know, kind of like the lifestyle of a wealthy heiress. Unfortunately, I was born a peasant or civilian army brat, but who knows, maybe I'm a inevitably like 
still single several years from now, working on yet another degree or creative venture, I'll just backtrack on that and be begging one of the guys I've ignored for years to go back to his synth lifestyle and wife me up. However, that's unlikely because if there's one thing I am above all, it's stubborn. So I <laughs> I would rather die of loneliness than admit my need for a man. Do you know how infuriating <laughs> infuriating it is to enjoy and crave the security that walking in a male's presence offers me as a fiercely independent woman? Ugh, gross. Yet, as more and more women entered the workforce, diverging from the 1950s gender norms and nuclear family model, um, heterosexual parents of opposite genders with like three children, where the male was the sole, sole, only one financial provider, spending a minimum of one third of his life away from his wife and kids, and the female was a housewife who did more than a full-time job taking care of the children for no pay other than her husband's meager factory earnings, we continued to undervalue positions held by women while placing excessive earning potential in administrative positions largely, largely held by men. Continuing to perpetuate women needing to meet the standards of male superiors across almost every single field at every moment in their careers. Unless you were a small business owner or inherited a sum and could fund whatever projects you wanted, you likely would not have made enough money, regardless of what advanced degree or career field you achieved, to comfortably support yourself and propel yourself out of whatever modern-day American caste system you were born into. Even now, I hold multiple careers. I'm a middle school teacher at a school in a predominantly low-income area. I work as a contract epidemiologist, including on SARS-CoV-2, which is universally no longer a hoax thanks to the negligence of the Republican lawmakers in Washington, D.C. I have my own small Etsy business with my art, and yet my male best friend had the audacity to tell me he didn't want to read my blog because he would rather read something like that from somebody who is actually accomplished. Literally insert the biggest fucking eye roll of my life. Sir, I have developed an advanced stage prostate cancer inhibitor step-by-step step from visualizing and recreating the active site to chemical synthesis to spectroscopically confirming it was the right chemical to then testing it in vivo for efficacy by age 22. And I was published in a huge national scientific journal as my first article. So excuse me if I think that your opinion on what it means to be accomplished just because you inherited a few family businesses in the hospitality industry and make over five times the money I do is shit. All you've accomplished is your Ocala Trump rally became a super spreader of coronavirus. Great fucking legacy. Go fuck yourself. That's what happens when you devalue the work that actually matters and keeps society running yet allow men to desperately think that they shouldn't be pay taxes on their 87 hotels that are purely for luxury travel. 
build some parks, beautify the community, make things accessible, and reinvest in the people and places that allow you to not care about the difficult stuff as much. Because your little facade that you can ignore how those people are the ones that make your grandiose Gatsby lie is cliche. You don't need 30 fucking cars while people are committing suicide over the bleakness of the poverty they're born into. (sighs) Anyways, off that tangent... The disappointing part is that this isn't just a regular occurrence with my male friends who pretend to be conscientiously aware, yet still won't call out the hypocrisy when it's in the form of their childhood best friend spouting off racist, sexist, or homophobic remarks directly across the table from them, but it's also universally occurred at every single workplace. Just this summer, while working on coronavirus, deployed to a South Florida County Health Department, aka it was hot as fuck. My supervisor sent out a site-wide email detailing the dress code. Specifically, no skirt is shorter than fingertip length, like we're in fucking high school. Yet, the very next day, after confirming my skirt was in fact several inches below fingertip length, she said it was still too short and demanded I go home and change or be fired. Which, for the record, she had no firing or hiring potential over me. At one point during the conversation, she even confirmed that it was well within her dress code from her snotty email the day before, but that my legs, which were underneath my desk the entire day, were still too distracting. Now, I know I have nice legs. I'm aware that they're really hot. But what the fuck? I don't know what kind of perverted lesbian you are, man, but you're making the rest of us queer folk look pretty fucking done with your bullshit subjective sexuality on our bodies. As a white blonde woman, I do pass for incredibly heteronormative too, so I find it a personal obligation to stick up for the small instances when injustice occurs within my presence, whether or not it involves me, because that's nothing to what people must do when they don't perceive anyone noteworthy to be a corroborating witness. I believe the phrase was, you are personally responsible for becoming more ethical than the society you were born into, and I believe that to be firm and true. But some of the worst criticism of women comes from other women. So how can we possibly dismantle a system that has somehow pitted conservative women who prefer the comfort of traditional gender roles against the free-spirited, wanderlust hippies who just want love in whatever form it takes? Especially when the end goal for both is just valuing deep, meaningful, authentic love, it just takes a slightly different form. How do we convince those who don't want to listen that we all want peace and security and comfort and love? But the way to do that is not by refusing to acknowledge other mindsets or withholding public support and assistance. And it is encouraging a safer world for all. And the world as a whole right now is angry. So we're right to be fearful. Within our own country, we are edging towards a modern-day civil war, 
all because our piece of shit tangerine who holds the White House hostage called for a stand down and stand by order for the Proud Boys, aka the Ku Klux Klan, aka literal fucking Nazis or fascists in the United States. Did none of you fucking go to the Holocaust Museum as children? What the fuck is wrong with y'all and who continues to look aside at this behavior? And I'm not going to get into the context of that discussion here, but there is a whole other blog and podcast about comparing Hitler and Trump. So the important context of bringing that up is that somehow it made more sense to have yet another shitty white male president instead of a false feminist icon just because the it's her time mentality was a shit platform for a woman to represent a feminist icon to all the youth of tomorrow. Every former Trump supporter I know, and there are many, because I grew up incredibly conservative. I went to undergrad in the state of North Carolina. I went to graduate school in the state of Florida. And most of them are women who still would have made the same exact choice. The stakes for the first female president were high, sure, but they weren't unrealistic. Inability to meet those standards isn't because these women don't exist in the world, but it's because we've sequestered power in such a way that women have been historically dependent on men for generations. So we've allowed men to remain dominant across every society for so long because of their sheer physical dominance. So our government has become overtaken with a bunch of ex-military men who could just as easily be shitty football coaches but instead go into politics who condemn themselves to cycles of violence because they never learn the value of a life while they're guiding drones from a distance. And we encourage people to never step foot outside of their own little bubble. So the WMAL radio that my stepdad plays every day, an incredibly right-wing news station literally has an anchor calling for the preservation of Texas as a red state. Why do you want to be drawn to violence? Like, how could we ever be encouraging a less violent, better world for our children if we're refusing to help those who show up on our doorstep? You all are acting like the people who turn Mary and Joseph away. Might I remind you that you literally worship a book about a man of color who was murdered by keepers of the law? But women have emotional intellect. Women are devious, breathtakingly alluring, and cynical. Women haven't been encouraged to hide their emotions, so they parade them freely. And those who do it without giving a damn on the reception of others become deadly. I would know, because I like to think that I'm one of them. If you're ever lucky enough to see it in action, you'd understand the alarming nature of this blog is perfectly packaged into just this innocent-looking actress who can flip tactics at the drop of a hat. Only, I'm not playing someone else's role. Growing up in an abusive household, physically, mentally, emotionally, will do that to someone. I've chosen to use it for the greater good, though, instead of the Kyle Rittenhouse version of a misplaced vigilanteism that is really just lunacy. Believe me, I've contemplated long and hard about what people I would have enjoyed killing. My high school boyfriend beat the shit out of me for four years. I've stared down the barrel of a gun. I've beaten the shit out of someone who sexually assaulted me. The thoughts entered in fleeting passes while I stoically faced all of these circumstances, by the way. 
I think even for sane people, or at least the majority of men, if you've been in that position and your fight or flight has been activated, you would have put your survival over your abuser any day. And I'm resilient. I'm a survivor. So if you want to let the law hold them accountable, then you need to stop undermining my faith in its uses. If I were a man, my confidence that inevitably teems with sexual undertones just due to the physical attractiveness of my outward physical form would be applauded. My acknowledgement of reality and the need for pragmatic decisiveness would be paraded on a Joe Rogan podcast much like Elon Musk. Nobody would make the, oh, you're humble too, comments, especially when I specify not feeling the need or the draw to like be tied down because my value wouldn't be tied to another person acknowledging its worth and then placing it above their own. And I also wouldn't be assumed to place a greater value in someone else's career and educational development over my own. So in 2020, What is the point of me shutting up and getting used to it when my aunt had to deal with the same criticism and commentary and hurtful insinuations over 50 years ago just because that's the cultural norm of the workforce? Why the fuck do we think that is just acceptable or inevitable or safer for women? And now that we know better, when we can document account after account to prove this is a huge issue across multiple cultures, why the fuck aren't we refusing to let each and every single one of the 50 states progress at their own pace of dismantling racism until history is in fact doomed to repeat itself because Captain America's Civil War is about to be released and suddenly tubby middle-aged white men are going to act like him taking a liberal stance, which is literally just fucking condemning racism, means they should boycott Marvel or whatever fucking universe he's from because apparently human decency is a fucking political issue still. How about you channel that rage towards your other white men who are the reason we have to have this conversation over and over and over again? Okay, buddy? Like, people suck in every color. Don't think whites are so superior. When I make any decision in my personal life, sexually, related to social media or how I communicate with my friends, what clothing I choose to buy, or be seen in in public, it can never be made without considering what those decisions might prevent me from doing within my career. But why is that so? We have a president who has undeniably sexually assaulted hordes of women. He's implicated in a pedophilic sex trafficking ring with two other disgraced former best friends who he wishes well. And yet, even with that, this man was elected as president of the United States and still has significant support. Supposedly the most coveted position in the world. And I still didn't want the first female president, a symbol for future generations of women to come, to be the one who lacked transparency, who stood by her husband in political marriage without acknowledging it, who publicly condemned her husband's mistress, a young girl who spent time with a very powerful man, a man of whom was supposed to be the bigger person, the authority of literally every single person in the United States. This is a fucking pathetic excuse of a nation we live in. And how do you go about 
enacting change, if those of us who have access to higher education, even those like me who take out thousands of dollars of loans because what knowledge gives me will never not be worth it, get drawn into the bubbles of glitter and distracted by our years of debt until we look around and realize that the smooth-talking con men of the world have usurped logic and condemned those in the public eye such that no sane person would ever willingly enter it. Your life inevitably going to be picked apart with such vulgarity that Joe Rogan's Spy Kids Flute Foogly's thumb men looking ass can somehow roast you for your physical appearance, as if there was any world where his opinion was somehow more valid when you were just trying to make the world a better fucking place. Maybe it's because of the optics. Scientists were historically meager, weak, depressive folks. Our increased intellect meant that we questioned the world with such intensity that we realized the bleakness and how far society has skewed humans from our innate purpose on this world, of actually enjoying and learning to appreciate the natural world around us, instead of always desperately building wall after wall just because we're scared of what's outside of it. Did we ever think that Albert Einstein maybe looked around, saw the state of the world, and was like, oh, we need to do something about this. Why do we always reference his depression in studies about how, about his life, but not about how depression is inevitable in a society that puts money and individual prowess over enabling safe, loving human interaction, of welcoming your neighbors, on teaching values of peace without tying it to one particular religion because there's no one right way of life. And if we don't know that by now, then I really don't think you should be able to vote in a cultural melting pot of a country that exists, you know, as part of a whole world. Or maybe it's because when scientists have spoken out, they die. You can't tell me that those Russian doctors just fell out of the windows on their own. Or that Edward Snowden wasn't arguably justified in, warming, in warning the American people, even when, in my opinion, it's hugely naive to even assume that every moment of your life isn't being watched, unless you literally live in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. To be honest, having a trail for people gives me, as a single woman, a sense of peace. It's accountability. And as a woman, one in five of whom will be raped or attempted to be raped in their lifetime in the United States— Although for every 1,000 sexual assaults, only 230 are reported. And 995 of those 1,000 perpetrators will walk free. So I like knowing that there may be some greater chance to hold those people accountable. But scientists are also usually quieter, nerdier. We were bullied when we were younger. <laughs> I'm currently facing the knowledge that if Trump really does enact his authoritarian rule over the United States and refuses to leave office come November with some false claim about, you know, like the corruptness of the mail-in ballot system, even though he's encouraged that. Um, and the, like the same system, you know, benefited him in 2016, then I might need to escape to Switzerland and like hide out purely for the content of this blog because that may become illegal and then I'll be back in like, you know, the Salem witch trials hysteria that I thought we had finally fucking moved past as a society. And if you think I'm being unnecessarily dramatic, I would like you to open your fucking eyes to the reality that our federal government is currently preparing for the scenario in which he refuses to leave office and tries to enact martial law with a militarized police and Proud Boys army. And there's truth in Michelle Obama's infamous, when they go low, we go high mentality. But it's also as equally important to draw the line and know when to say, step the fuck back 
what I'm doing with my life does not involve you at all. So take your goddamn opinion and shove it up your ass. If white men are wondering why people are still so irritated when everyone has the right to vote now, please just look at Congress to this day and let me know how a majority of white men are sure, positive, that they are the reckoning force that brings values of diversity, representation, and dismantling oppression into this world when really they're just telling us that they're still comfortable assigning themselves as the gatekeepers of determining what topics have validity or not, even when they have no actual experience in those fields. We've also undeniably had an overwhelming presence of military leaders within every level of our government, largely due to the name recognition and the power of symbolic imagery. So it's going to take more than like one black male president to change the cultural ideology, especially when every single new colored, queer, or gendered individual is going to be the first whatever position still for decades to come, depending on which state they choose to live in, inevitably overcoming the same obstacles time and time again, all because we think leaving it up to like states' rights means that parts of Alabama can still exist in the good old 1950s, even though we should probably be sterilizing people that contribute to placing less value on knowledge in whatever form, or, you know, who think like, less government will somehow solve the whole crime issue or just like have an IQ below a certain point because that's kind of the purpose of the world like we've gotten away from um, natural selection a long time ago so like we do actually choose the traits we kind of want and I would rather sterilize them than the immigrant women who seek out a better life only for the pro-life aka really just the anti-abortion crowd, refuse to acknowledge their existence just because they want to universally assign a devalued human belief onto an entire cultural group with no knowledge of them as an individual, all because they falsely believe immigrants don't pay taxes. Despite the fact that undocumented immigrants paid tens of millions of dollars more in taxes to a system whose health care they can't access validly, a system they can't vote in, yet one whose president, worth billions of dollars, pays less than a middle school teacher with two degrees working in a low-income community. I believe it was Miss Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, aka AOC, who tweeted, Just to be clear, there is nothing pro-life about denying people comprehensive sexual education, making birth control harder to access, forcing others to give birth against their will, and stripping them of health care and food assistance afterwards. It's sickening, the hypocrisy. And the patriarchy is because of the military, because... But I find it impossible to believe that your prejudice towards military strength is so usurped by your views that you truly believe a man who created an environment where half of our country, particularly the diehard, supposedly pro-military regions of Texas and Florida, will now question utilizing masks and doubting science in the age of global warfare of biochemical weaponizing. How do you think that's a good man? If that's the truth, then you're an absolute fucking idiot. I have no sympathy in saying that because your judgment is clearly clouded. Maybe all of you constitutionalists were right and only 6% of the population should have the ability to vote, but plot twist, it won't be you uneducated cucks. We sealed our fate the day that we tied property ownership to voting potential, securing power in the hands of those who take more than their fair 
share in a system undeniably rigged to benefit them. You should hold hold yourself to a higher standard than that as a human being. If your religion hasn't taught you to place value outside of monetary gain, then this is the entire problem with organized religion. And in addition to sequestering power in the hands of, historically, white men of various European descent, those same men now have this delusional sense of importance because you have tangible, real idols in every position and industry that you're taught from such a young age, so nothing seems impossible. Except in the modern world, (laughs) maybe the impossible thing is actually finding a girl who doesn't still enjoy shaking her ass to funny lyrics on TikTok. Men, we all know you're just jealous that you feel restrained and your theater geek loving self is hidden under more layers than Shrek. Get with the times. And it's that same elevated importance in men too that lets them decide to just not be aware of the realities of the world. They cram a year of emotions into the weeks of their NFL fantasy football leagues as sports <laughs> has historically been one of the only ways men has been men have been allowed by society in the United States to actually care about something. They can get emotional, but only in reference to competition. But life is a game, baby. And we're all just here to win. Even Albert Einstein is quoted as saying, you have to learn the rules of the game and then play it better than everybody else. But men with small minds, like said aforementioned Joe Rogan, Donald Trump, and pretty much any white male still endorsing him, only see a limited sense of competition. They lack that emotional edge that encompasses the nature of unconventional warfare that women are so talented at. Whether it's been repressed for years because they've been taught that that was the only way to achieve success, or they're just too upset that the hot girl from their high school wouldn't fuck the pompous pig that they've always been even back in the day, that lack of connection to empathy will always render them weaker. You see, for those of us who have had to learn to compartmentalize emotions, as I said, it's a dog-eat-dog world and I'm always going to survive. Any man who overcompensates his financial success with material goods and nothing else substantial is always going to come in second. Or as I like to call it, be the first loser. Mainly because they don't actually understand true happiness. Their version of winning, like everything else in their life, is a facade. They slap a price tag to success or a position title, even the most coveted one in the world, now so pathetically devalued that it will never hold the same weight it once did, and cry out desperately for outward validation because they're unable to provide that inner sense of validation to themselves, and they always will be unable to do so. Within that same group of men is a special place in hell set aside for men in the STEM fields. Men who have been so pathetically focused in their careers, which is a great and noble goal, but again, it's just as necessary to learn how to communicate your goals to the general public for it to be relevant and teachable, that they then have to be sat down like children and you feel like a fucking parental figure, even for a man several years older than you, who just refuses to set aside the time to expand his own cultural awareness. No. Instead, he begs for you to set aside the time, time and time again, to be the one responsible for educating him. Even though the information is freely fucking available on the internet and you just don't see it as a beneficial use of your time unless you can... 
potentially fuck the source of it one day. Crimea River. As I said, I'm not mad. I'm just way less interested. Honestly, I have been way less interested even when like even several months into getting to know me, obviously a very passionate person, especially about the election, that you revealed you were still contemplating on whether to vote independent or not. What the fuck, dude? Or like the likes of those researchers, Scott Hardwin and Thomas Chang, amongst others, who published in the August 2020 Journal of Vascular Surgery Issue, addressing the prevalence of unprofessional social media content among young vascular surgeons. Which, hear this, went into a lovely, completely fucked up detail in which a man went through the social media of male and female surgical trainee, unethically, as he did not have the permission to use the Association of Program Directors and Vascular Surgery Database for his research, which, if you ask me, honestly just sounds like a bunch of hot female surgical trainees wouldn't fuck him, so he wanted to Mark Zuckerberg his way into the medical field by creating a way to effectively rank them that would negatively hurt their careers or personal sense of worth. So these male students, supervised by male leadership, subjectively ranked social media posts of women wearing bikinis off hours as potentially unprofessional compared to men on social media. Note, male bathing suits were not unprofessional. Even if you wanted to potentially label a male bathing suit like a Speedo as unprofessional, they probably wouldn't because that could cons- like constitute discrimination towards the LGBTQ community. And medicine is the forefront of this discussion because we, as scientists, are cultivators of the human body. We're artists of humanity, and we should be the most progressive of all, especially of the subject of social constructs related to gender and social norms. Not to mention that women comprise only 10% of active vascular surgery members, so the barriers they certainly already face in a male-dominated field definitely don't need to be raised. So we, as a society, probably need to acknowledge the fucking fact that people should not always be professional. And yes, I can say that because of the very man seated in the fucking White House. Seriously, no matter what your job is, you should be able to move through your private life if you're not hurting anybody else, which, again, is why all you dumb fuck anti-maskers don't get to have your own fucking freedom. So you should be able to move through it without hurting anyone else with honesty and not be constantly terrified of the retributions. If the medical community is so progressive that a huge public university's medical school can shelter a self-proclaimed potential pedophile who was investigated by the SBS and had his parents destroy all records of the child pornography he did in fact access, then we can be progressive enough to stop fucking stigmatizing women especially in relation to the blatant sexualization of the female body through toxic, patriarchal, and heavily Christian overlapping themes, as medical professionals, you should be able to acknowledge that your danger zones or private parts are literally just another fucking body part, and maybe we should be able to colloquially discuss aspects of health without stigma. And by shaming almost exclusively the female human body, we've condemned the women in our societies to cycles of violence that are running rampant and unobstructed, led by the man currently housed at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Get your shit together, men, because I am fucking sick of it. You want to know just a few of the other bullshit things I've had to deal with as a woman in STEM before you go overreacting or claiming that I'm somehow unfounded in my experience? Every single woman, like, you should just ask them 
for examples of things that they've had to do differently in order to not either like put themselves at risk in a male-led world or to allow themselves the ability to continue on like the clearest and like easiest path without adding additional obstacles into their own way. I guarantee you that list will continue to grow. To date, I have had a man come up to me and my blonde fellow scientist and grad school best friend at a professional international conference and tell us, making the assumption that we didn't already know, mind you, that people will see your beauty and assume you are not smart. You will have to work twice as hard. Dude, we know this conversation is proof of that. I watched Legally Blonde when I was like nine, okay? This is old news. And then I've also had my fellow coworkers, one of whom I got the job, team up and like basically decide they no longer wanted to be my friend or communicate with me at work. And one even had her boyfriend, who I'd been friends with for over eight years, block me on social media because she was so insecure in my friendship with him, even though like I still worked with both of them. He's literally the only person I can nerd out about pharmaceutical and biochem stuff with, like, you dumb bitch. Like, I hope you don't spend the rest of your life that catty. Men and women can be friends platonically. Um, Then we have that aforementioned skirt incident. I've also been told that I'm difficult or a bitch more times than I can count, professional and private life alike, even though I was in the right, even related to my studies. Shout out to Tina Fey, though, because bitches really do get stuff done and men still love them. I'm not settling, baby. Like, get on my level or get your ass back to the dugout. You'll be back up to bat eventually. Just whatever. Know your place on the roster. I have also essentially been disowned by my family because I lived in Florida and posted pictures of my absolutely phenomenal ass. Because one, I can. Two, that's me. And three, I'm the one who has the has to be the answering for my actions, not you. So once again, shut the fuck up. I went to Europe. I went to Europe three summers in a row. I studied the human body. I questioned the bounds of reality. It's gonna get a lot fucking weirder throughout my life, and you can't stop it if you tried. So just stop trying. Um, I've had to wear glasses. They're blue light and do nothing other than prevent me from getting a headache. Um, but I'm instantly questionless and have to defend myself on far fewer occasions than when I don't. Uh, when I walk into a room of patients with a male, particularly one who is physically taller than me, he is assumed to be the superior. They ask him for his opinion, even after acknowledging my role, though when the assumption is switched and I'm the inferior, they never ask me for my opinion then. Uh, People are more likely to ask for a second opinion in general or to have to search and look further into my knowledge before they determine that I was in fact correct. I speak with conviction and authority purposefully, and yet it still happens. My own mother is even guilty of this. A male with the aspirations I have would be met with like a constructive tone of acceptance when he explains his life goals and the possibility of a family is never mentioned to him. He'll have time for both whenever he decides to settle down. Instead, I get the laughing disbelief and the like, oh, you're really something, aren't you? Oh, I for sure fucking am, or at least I will be. Like, I will achieve every single one of my dreams. And thanks to Claire, my wonderful therapist, I won't even 
completely discount the idea of having a family, even though it's like, you know, it's teetering on the edge there. Because there's just absolutely no reason why I shouldn't achieve everything I want in life. And I also just don't want to limit myself. Then nearly every single guy I've dated in my private life has loved that ambitious drive. It attracted every fiber of their being to me. It was like this magnetic pole entrancing the song of a siren, like basically, you know, calling them to their impending doom upon the shores. It's also the reason every single one of them succumbed to that weakness, straying from our relationship with dishonesty and lying in various forms, so pathetic and scared of their own weaknesses that they then used the very reason they fell in love with me so quickly to also be the reason that they leave down the road. And I'm supposed to be the one who feels bad for them? No. I'd much rather be single than undervalued. Fuck that. So, like I said, I'll just keep getting degrees, asserting my dominance in the most tangible way for females to do so, because I am questioned, so I do need letters behind my name to command the same, or at the very least, near a level of respect that my male counterparts are immediately granted just by their very existence. And because their voices carry more weight, I unfortunately also need them to open their ears and listen to what I'm telling you. And then to actually speak about it. To be an advocate to their male counterparts who discount the validity of my assertions. Who actually need to hear it from them because even if it doesn't completely change their mind, acknowledging that behavior is inappropriate or at least does exist still can at least make them that much more likely to identify it when and if they witness it for themselves. It'll at least make them stop and think whether they outwardly admit it to you or not, and eventually they can no longer continue to deny it without looking like an ignorant asshole. Luckily, my ass is nice enough that many white men do follow me, and will actually still take the time to look into it out of nothing more than curiosity. So it helps me kind of like blend to the audience I need to appeal to. And that audience needs to start educating themselves so it can no longer be my responsibility to condemn myself to the task. So thank you, Old Row, for posting that picture of me on the pizza floaty. I gained like a thousand followers in a few hours. Very interesting insight to like the male psyche. Um, though with starting over anonymously under a pseudonym, I obviously am no longer reaping the benefits of men sliding into my DMs as frequently, you know, just to like pay me for something harmless, like pictures of my feet, or even like me just texting them, belittling the size of their dick mercilessly. Seriously, like you guys are some repressed motherfuckers and I'm happy to make the money off of it. But since so many of you do it the fact that I do make money off of it shouldn't need to be some mystifying like taboo secret we live in a capitalist society with terrible redistribution of wealth the median household income in 2018 was $74,600 which means that if you lined up every U.S. household's yearly salary from least to greatest and took the middle number it would only be $74,000 six hundred dollars half of all of our households make less than that the top one percent of families in our country hold 40 percent of the wealth the bottom 90 percent hold less than 25 percent 
We're in a global pandemic and the wealth of our handful of billionaires increased by trillions of dollars, yet most individuals received only a singular $1,200 stimulus check. And that's only if they filed their taxes last year. We instead prioritized corporations and businesses over the individual fucking people. What the fuck is wrong with our government? Like, get that money, sis. They won't respect you either way, so you might as well cause a fuss while you do it. And I played fucking football in high school, so I I think I can make that statement. Clearly, tying every aspect of ourselves as humans under some guise of professionalism doesn't impact men in the same way that it impacts women. When is the last time someone would see a male in a bathing suit and determine that they weren't going to use them as a surgeon based on how their body looked? If anything, the worse it looks, the better. Like, they probably spend all of their time in the hospital anyways. For women, you have to tread this delicate line of being pretty, you know, but not too pretty. Like, you need to be sexually appealing, but your boobs can't be too large or they dominate the frame of your face. And you can't look too nice either because, like, there has to be some edge of mystery. I get assumed to be slutty for wearing a bikini in Florida, which, like, was cheeky, yes, but much less risque than the actual G-strings of the strippers in the cabana next to me um, when you check my Instagram. Even though I haven't had sex in, like, two years and am, like, generally for the most part a serial committed relationship person in general. Mostly because the men fall quickly and they fall hard and they don't like to share. Like I said, they're depraved of such intimate connection that the second they see it and that they won't be judged for it, I think they're captivated by the allure only to recognize that the course of their path and like then they draw these screeching breaks like the train and snow piercer at the realization that their independence may be threatened. It won't because, you know, mine also won't be, but... I guess that's beside the point. (laughs) And I don't need to leave that stuff on private either because part of my entire purpose in life and part of public health is reducing the stigma around things that cause inherent struggles and cognitive dissonance within the society. It would be limiting my potential to withhold it. Like more afraid of the acceptance and how it's perceived than to compromise my own values. (laughs) I would rather use myself as a as an example over and over again then ignore the realities of the world out of some convenience even when things don't necessarily involve me as much because the shape or appearance of my ass has absolutely no fucking relevance to my ability to decipher and analyze data to formulate opinions but it absolutely can help me captivate a larger audience to use my platform and people who otherwise would not come into contact with me for a greater purpose You all obviously read and listen to this. Like, you're taking in my mentality and and savoring it or despising. Either way, you're still supporting and enabling me, so thank you. Um, I hope I can somehow intrigue you with the process of learning enough that you continue to show your support. In fact, one of the main reasons I keep myself in such good physical shape is that when men can clearly acknowledge my physical superiority and tangible strength, it's slightly easier for them to acknowledge my mental strength as well. Um, It started with, like, the presidential physical fitness test in third grade. (laughs) Sorry, Madison. I could do more pull-ups than you because I had three hours of gymnastics every night. Ten was nothing. 
Then I continued into high school where I ran with the boys in track because they were, they were like the only ones who would actually run more than two miles with me or when I ran 5Ks around the various naval bases, emasculating all of the Marines with, you know, my light elvish footsteps and my Nike freeze. Or when I played football and kicked a game winner, so, like, I was finally accepted by the team, even though I could have just, like, bring the ball in and played any position, even, like, quarterback, because not only am I really fast, but I can read a sports game better than most people. That's where intellect gets you as an athlete. I like to think, uh, you know, the Eli Manning of all of my sport- sporting teams. Or maybe it was that playing baseball um, when the mom on the opposing team filed a complaint about me jumping in when a boy's team needed an extra player, all because I gunned her son down at home from center field. By the next game, though, I was officially registered and all of my runs counted. So go take your participation trophy self home. Or maybe it was the futsal courts when I had to like, body the fuck out of physically stronger guys who took those opportunities to, you know, like, let my ass graze up against their preteen cocks only to be like, whoa, just because I was playing exactly the same fucking way that they played with other guys. You don't have to go easy on me. I actually really hate that. And that demeanor commands respect because, like, men have been so warped that the only time they're allowed to openly experience emotion in our patriarchal society is through sport. Coupled with, like, the endorphin high of physical performance and that maybe being one of the only ways many of them have even been validated or heard words of affirmation, it's no wonder that they tie physical, physical performance to desirability so much. So keeping myself in shape has its advantages, like having a six-pack, which for women is even more difficult than for men, because generally men don't have a little layer of fat protecting their uterus, and the muscle definition I have definitely draws the acknowledgement that I could hold my own in battle, that I'm a gladiator, a soldier. But I shouldn't have to make myself physically intimidating just to hold my own in a progressive world. And I also shouldn't have to soften my striking intimidation or unconventional warfare just because it comes across that much harder from the face of a beautiful woman. You really fail to recognize that Athena, the goddess of war strategy in Greek mythology, was also the goddess of wisdom, poetry, and art. The women born wearing battle armor, was still able to understand and appreciate the softer side of the world. It's all connected to emotional intelligence. That's literally how you achieve true strength. So instead of stigmatizing women or limiting anyone's identity to strictly their professional role, how about we stop being so obsessed with specialization of just one thing so much that we neglect the multifaceted reality? Specializing and becoming the best is only really important for its generalizability. But the very fact that you even seek the spotlight in that way means you don't want to exist in complete anonymity. That's otherwise like you'd be a hermit wandering the Appalachian Trail. And if we seek greatness, which historically the USA has been rather inundated with thrusting upon everything else and everyone else in the world then we actually need to start being great, of achieving higher levels of self-actualization, of requiring greater standards for the level of humanity in our society, which starts 
with not creating an environment where your worth and subsequent political vote is solely dependent on financial status. And those who are truly great do not refuse to acknowledge their flaws. So knowing that these issues exist, we do need to, we need to do better. Men specifically need to do better. But also the women who use their positions or desperation for a grasp of power to harm other women instead of climbing that ladder together. Even Drake has been trying to tell y'all that it shouldn't be lonely at the top. That defeats the entire purpose. I talk about my experiences all the time, not to highlight the wrongdoings of others. That's just like, you know, kind of a pleasant little latent effect. But so that everyone can learn from my mistakes or the events in my life to better themselves. It's as self-critical as it is confident. I do approach my personal life with the same scientific separation in the quest for knowledge that I do my IRB-approved studies. It's just kind of weird because, you know, that, like, mental disconnect um, is kind of strange coming from a woman. And more often than not, especially in therapy, I struggle to get through these discussions. It's hard to be so resilient and strong. I didn't name this blog or podcast survival mode because I was frolicking through the fucking flowers my entire life. It's not easy to sit down and have these discussions with yourself, let alone others, but it's a lot harder to live in a world that ignores it. Nobody is fucking happy for a reason. Like, people are escaping to social media instead of reality for a connection because reality sucks. But you have every ability to change the reality you live in, even just a little and even by example. Let's stop setting unrealistic standards for humans, even in professional roles. Let's require accountability, introspection, vulnerability, even from our leaders. Because our leaders should be setting the greatest example of all. And life is a competition, yes, but we don't have to measure the value in it by productivity. The best creation is not rushed. There is value in slowing down and beauty in recognizing and accepting the madness. It's luminescent and ethereal. We need to value humanity for the things that actually make us human in society. Our connection, our expression of emotion, ability to learn and grow together. Our capitalist society doesn't need to dictate every single thing such that every aspect of our lives is monetized or you only release art when you think it's profitable. Learn to express yourselves. Like, learn to express humility and compassion and empathy. It's way more complex and intriguing than anger. Learn to once more value being human. <laughs>